MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Jenny now with uh, Gary Boyson. He, of course, from Rand Swiss. Gary, appreciate the early morning time. I've been chatting with a, a bunch of my commentators around sort of the second tier set of results coming out in the, in the REIT space. Uh, Vakili is certainly one of them and certainly a, a good set of, of, of numbers. I mean, the standout, of course, is their, their, their vacancies down to 2.3%. But uh, your take on, on the numbers overall? I think it was an excellent set of numbers, and uh, it, it really seems to be bucking the trend. If, if you had to ask me how property, you know, in, as you say, in the second tier would be faring, uh, specifically in the rural areas, I would say it would probably be terrible, but that's <laughs> absolutely not what we're getting through from these numbers. And I don't think it's the sense I got if, if you went around any shopping mall over Black Friday. I mean, it's clear people are out and about. I think people want to get out after COVID. So, so for Kile seeing you know big increase in in, in footfall, uh, as you said, you know fantastically low vacancy rates. Uh, you know they they obviously facing the, the shifts in in you know it's obviously a, a very retail based it's, it's a malls mm. business, um, and they're facing the, the the same kind of pressures that that all malls are facing, and that's a change to their tenant mix. So, you know you're seeing the likes of furniture uh, companies doing worse, jewelers aren't performing well, banks and electronics are, are disappearing out of malls. But what they're being replaced with is that uh, non discretionary grocers, fashion value. Uh, TFG is now their biggest uh, their biggest client. Uh, but the likes of Mr. Price, Pepco, uh, looking for more space, expanding and generally doing pretty well. And, and then, I mean, there was, you say you, you, you wouldn't have expected in the rural malls. I agree. And, and then Spain. And I look at Europe and I, I look at energy crisis and walls in the continent. And um, the, 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 again, managing that part of the business significantly well. And, and really, I suppose, I, mean, I don't want to sort of, you know, uh, 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 ding them with, with, with praise, but exceeding expectation. Yeah, I think when you're looking at a company like this to uh, as an investor, one of the things that, that should be concerning you is, it, one, well, you mentioned an energy crisis in Europe, is an energy crisis in South Africa well, as well, yeah, actually, yeah. but, but, but look at, look at, specifically looking at load shedding just in South Africa as a side point, I, I mean, they, 9% of their energy consumption is now is now solar that they, they're catering for themselves. They're looking mm-hmm. at adding another 3.9 megawatts locally. So, you know, as you say, very clever, very active management of these properties. But as an investor, the other thing that should be concerning you when you're looking at property is the idea that you, you've got increasing interest rates. And you know, a property company like this almost competes with with uh, fixed income products. So, you know, would you rather go and stick your money in a, in you know in the bank and get a high interest rate, or or do you go and look for something that's going to generate a bit of yield, like a property? Um, if you look at what's happening inside mm. their, 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 specifically their debt profile, um, they are largely insulated against rising interest rates, specifically in Spain. Uh, now, Spain makes up, uh, you know, it depends if you want to measure it by revenue or want to measure it by assets, uh, but call it roughly 50%. Um, you know, if you look at their weighted average lease, it's a long-term lease, but what's interesting is none of their debt is expiring until 2026. There is some debt expiring in the South African business, but, you know, in the context of, a let's say, a $35 billion, uh, NAV company, you know, market cap around 14 billion. It's it's tiny. I mean, you're talking about you know 669 million expiring this year in South Africa, another 342 million expiring next year. So you know, they they've got hedging in place on these things. Yeah. That, you know, they're already going to be refinancing later, and we hope. You know, if Jerome Powell gives us some relief in December, that that we might see interest rate these interest rate hikes slowing, and if we start to see the cycle turning and inflation coming down, suddenly these become very very attractive investments, uh, and you might see a significant re-rating of the share price. Not that it's been doing particularly badly this year mm-hmm. anyway. So Wakile compared to the rest, up sixteen percent year to date. I mean, compare that to something like Growth Point or, or Resilient, which are down eight percent, four point three percent respectively. A, a, a quick word on so you say Jerome. 
Jerome Powell give us relief in December? You don't mean cut rates, you just mean half a percent. Yeah, half a percent okay. instead of... Uh, instead of so suddenly I thought you meant cutting points. I'm like, yo, and then it occurred to me that can't be true. We'll leave it there. Gary Boyson, Rand Swiss, always appreciate the early morning insights. And that's like a poll today on our, our LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, yeah, the, the stock's up, as, as Gary said, 16% for the year. Uh, it, it's tripled off the pandemic lows. Is this a, 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 a REIT that you are holding? Uh, perhaps you are, perhaps you're interested, perhaps not for you. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter.